0: scary basement each week me and my friend roxy are drawn inexplicably and supernaturally to this basement wherein lurks every scary thing that has ever been including a haunted mask that turns you old this mirror where you move but your reflection doesn't a snake with the mind of a man and the man with the mind of a snake because they got freaky friday'd my name is mikey mcculler
1: I'm Roxy Polk, and I can't wait to watch that movie and see them each have a character arc (laughs) to understand (laughs) each other's differences.
0: The snake understands the man, the man understands the snake, and at the end, master of both worlds. Roxy, (laughs) let's start out, as we always do, with the scariest thing we saw this week. What went down in your life outside the scary basement that spooked you to your very bones?
1: So I remembered something that I learned about quite some time ago, but I thought about it this week, which was the scary thing about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know about the Paris Catacombs, Mikey?
0: Not really. No.
1: The, the Paris Catacombs. <laughs> uh, so there's over six million bodies down there. Um, <laughs> what?
0: That's too many. That's too many.
1: Which is insane. And like, it's a huge network of tunnels underneath all of Paris that are not even completely mapped. They're from like hundreds of years ago and they've turned it into like kind of a tourist attraction now. It's nicknamed as the Gate of Hell. Uh, <laughs> sometimes like in the early 19th century, apparently there were private concerts and other private events people would host down there. There's an urban okay. legend about a guy who got lost down there and all they found was his camera and like something was chasing him. They don't know what it is. <laughs> and then there's that as above so below movie that was a documentary.
0: Oh, oh I'm no. just kidding.
1: It, it, someday, okay. we'll it. <laughs> someday we'll do it. Someday we'll do an episode on that.
0: Um, okay that scared me. I was like I thought that that movie I mean, sounded it could very be, scary.
1: Who fucking knows uh, anyway, all in all, even without that part it's uh it's pretty spooky but also intensely fascinating that it exists.
0: That's cool. Um, And honestly, if you go down there, like the odds, there's six million people. The odds that you're related to one of them feels mm. very high. You're probably going down to lay some flowers on your great grandfather's grave.
1: You know, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Well, if I ever Mm go, I'm going to have to bring some flowers down there in reverence.
0: (laughs) Be respectful, Roxy.
1: So what about you, Mikey? What happened to you this week that was spooky?
0: I was babysitting with a friend of mine. Oh uh, okay his wife is out of town and he called me up and he was like hey i need help i got a lot of work to do and <laughs> I, I can't handle this by myself do you want to come over and uh two men and a baby this this thing mm-hmm. and so i went over this and i was thing. out with
1: this thing i know it's the event <laughs> but it makes it sound like he's talking about his child. I, he was
0: referring <laughs> to parenting but yeah yes. he also does refer to his baby as a thing uh <laughs> So I go over there, and I'm hanging out with this little baby, and I do the thing, like, she's not walking, she's not even crawling yet, but I do the thing where, like, I have her in my lap, and I hold my two index fingers out horizontally, like a bar, and so she grabs them, and then I lift her up so she can stand. Oh. And for whatever reason, this little baby was gumming on my knuckles, like, trying Uh. to bite my knuckles, right? (laughs) And, Roxy, I am not lying to you when I tell you that this baby gumming on my knuckles looked exactly like chucky she what? looked like chucky the way like you remember a couple of times like chucky will bite somebody yeah. i think in the first movie he bit uh the, the mom and it left like a bite mark that she was yep. like this is proof that chucky's a- alive it made me have so much reverence for the chucky animatronic it looks like an angry baby going to town
1: <laughs> wow
0: the way the face and nose move. Uh and so that freaked me right out. It's cute baby. Sometimes look like Chucky.
1: Did you have to like run out of the house the minute that you realized this?
0: Yeah, yeah. and it was uh, and then I had to come back because it was still my turn to feed her.
1: Oh, okay. She so like, okay. She was, it's, it's fine. I was just freaking
0: out. She <laughs> needed a little she needed a baba. And uh I had to just fight like my Chucky fears famously so that, did. <laughs> what does Chucky eat?
1: You know, if someone had given him a Baba, I wonder if he would have been so angry all the time. He might
0: have chilled out a little. <laughs> he's you He's <know>? just fussy.
1: <laughs> yep, he's just a fussy baby. I think we've solved it. We've solved Chucky.
0: You know who I think is pretty fussy? Stomping on over here. The Demon Bot. Mikey and Roxy, this week you were assigned the 2022 film Halloween Ends. Did you watch the film, or your souls forfeit? Roxy, I did watch it. Did you watch Halloween ends?
1: Yeah, I sure did.
0: Good. Then you may keep your souls for now. Oh, he came back. Bot, what's up? He just I back? back. Oh, okay. Just doing donuts. He's got a lot of he's got an, a lot of energy stored up. He's having the zoomies.
1: I am noticing that uh, we've got a little more open space down here tonight because it is a non-Euclidean space. So he's got more running room today, which isn't a normal thing. So I can understand why he's so excited about it.
0: (laughs) I'm happy for him. Roxy, we both watched Halloween ends. But for anybody listening up at the scary basement cellar door, what do you say we give him a quick plot recap? Let's do it. Halloween Ends opens on Halloween night 2019, one year after Michael Myers' famous return spree from the films Halloween and Halloween Kills. And we open on a familiar setup. A babysitter, Corey, is watching a little kid named Jeremy on Halloween night. After irresponsibly letting Jeremy watch John Carpenter's The Thing, but responsibly choosing to drink chocolate milk instead of beer, Corey has a little joke played on him by Jeremy. Did a resurgent Michael Myers take the boy? No, Jeremy just locks his babysitter in the attic. This is like, "Haha, Michael Myers is going to get you." And right as Jeremy's parents get home, Corey kicks the door open, accidentally hitting Jeremy in the face, knocking him over the fourth-floor railing and onto the ground, killing the boy right in front of his mother. We smashed the titles. Halloween ends.
1: Three years later, we meet back up with Laurie Strode, who is writing a memoir and living with her decidedly single granddaughter, Allison. They seem to have gotten over the trauma of Michael Myers' 2018 Halloween night slaying and have found a way to keep on keeping on. Meanwhile, Corey is working at his father's auto yard. Yeah, I I was never really sure. Is it his father's stepfather, mom's boyfriend or just mentor? Who knows? Uh, Unclear. Later, at a gas station, Corey is taunted by a bunch of high school bullies who are band kids for some reason, (laughs) because notoriously band kids are bullies, apparently. Uh, They knock him over, and he slices up his hand, but thank Christ Lori is there, and she gives him a ride to the hospital.
0: And let me tell you, it's the same hospital where Lori's granddaughter, Allison, works. Yes, Lori is trying to set up the notorious accidental manslaughterer up with her granddaughter. And you know what? It works. Allison and Corey begin a relationship. Allison brings Corey to a Halloween party where Corey runs in to the kid Jeremy's mother, who accosts him. How dare he have fun when she does nothing but suffer?
1: Despite Allison's protest, Corey leaves the party. As he walks home, he's confronted by those dang high school band kid bullies again, who push him over a bridge. Corey survives landing in a grassy field. Then he is dragged into a sewer by none other than Michael Myers himself. The guy never left Hattonfield, he's just been lying low, literally.
0: Michael Myers is about to kill Corey, but instead, he sees something in him, lets him go. Corey runs away and is confronted by a homeless man who claims to be Michael Myers himself. Seems crazy though. Corey stabs him in an attempt to get away, thereby notching his first true kill.
1: Corey and Allison then go on a date, where they run into Allison's ex, a shitty cop. Later, Corey lures X into the sewers and holds him for Michael Myers to kill. Are these two forming a partnership?
0: Back at work, Allison doesn't get the big hospital promotion. So Corey rounds up Michael Myers to go over to the house of Allison's doctor boss. There, he and Michael kill both the doctor and the nurse who did get the promotion. Uh, maybe it wasn't such a great promotion for your career after all.
1: Corey wakes up in the Jeremy kid's house, sleeping on the very spot where the kid died, because that's normal. Lori is there (laughs) warning him that she sees what he is and forbids him from continuing his relationship with Allison. Corey responds saying, if I can't have her, no one will.
0: Corey then goes into the sewer to fight Michael Myers for the mask. As though it were the Intercontinental Championship. (laughs) He wins, but Michael Myers sits up, still on the prowl. Corey then goes after the high school bullies, luring them to the auto yard. There, he murders the shit out of all of them and accidentally gets his caring father? Stepfather? Uncle? Killed. Because this nice man jumps in front of a rifle bullet in an attempt to save Corey.
1: And now it's time for the spree. Corey kills his mother. Kills the radio DJ that's been taunting him, then goes to kill Lori, the one who's standing in the way of his relationship with Allison, but is instead lured into a bizarre plot that Lori has set up wherein she pretends to commit suicide, kinda? Then Lori gets the better of Corey and pushes him off of her own fourth story balcony.
0: Then Corey stabs himself in the throat right as Allison walks in. The timing? Impeccable, baby. Allison thinks Lori has killed Corey, which is bad news for everyone. (laughs) No one's feeling good (laughs) about this turn of events. Allison leaves Lori, presumably for good.
1: And then Michael Myers arrives. He wants his mask back. He and Lori brawl one last time, and this time, Lori wins. She pins him to the kitchen with knives through his hands. Then stabs him in the side. Then slits his throat. Um, you'd think that'd kill him, but Michael revives for one last choke ripping his hand out of the knife. However, Allison returns and breaks Michael's arm before he can choke Lori to death. Then they casually slit his wrist and hold his hand as he dies. Evil died tonight.
0: Lori, Allison and the cops then tie Michael Myers' body to the top of their car. This is the wildest shit I ever saw.
1: It's insane. They tie- it's insane. <laughs>
0: They tie Michael Myers' body to the top of their car and lead a procession through the entire town where everybody who Michael ever hurts gets on board, walking with the car down to the auto yard. One cop actually goes, this isn't the way we do it. And then the sheriff from Halloween Kills shows up and says, it's how we do it tonight. Yep. There, down at the auto yard they dump Michael Myers' body into the autumn compactor and turn his evil body into evil mush. (laughs) Finally, Lori hangs out with one of the cops she'd been flirting with. I can't remember his name. And they agree to go to Japan and see the cherry blossoms. And then Halloween ends. Roxy, that was Halloween
1: ends? That was Halloween ends. (laughs) That was Halloween ends.
0: Roxy, I am here to tell you. Uh-huh. I have never loved three quarters of a movie more than I love this movie.
1: <laughs> okay, which ones? Because honestly, I cannot even fathom a guess. Which which three quarters did you like?
0: Uh, if you divide this movie into four sections, I loved one, two, and four more than any other movie in the whole wide world.
1: One, two, and four. Okay. Uh, what it gets part are you real cutting sloppy.
0: Out? It gets real, real sloppy when uh Lori fakes her suicide, which does not make sense.
1: It's so weird. There's this weird. whole
0: section where Lori's like, like her, do- it her in. granddaughter is leaving.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And she's like depressed and she's going to kill herself. And she starts drinking. They talk about how she's been sober this whole time. And she starts drinking again. And she's like going to kill herself. And then when Corey, as Michael Myers, shows up to kill her, she's just like, you really thought I was going to commit suicide? And it's like, he wasn't watching the fucking movie. It's like the most insane yeah. Set up and then she shoots him and then he stabs goes himself so far, in the throat.
1: Yeah, like she it's calls bad. it in, a, she calls in a suicide attempt or calls in yeah. reporting a suicide to the cops. So that's like, that's for Corey's benefit. He can't even see or hear that, I guess. How would she even right. know? And then she, like, exactly. very slowly and plottingly, while she's like acting that she's very upset, uh, walks around the house pretending to that she's going to shoot herself. And then, yeah does that reveal behind a door and then yeah then he stabs himself in the neck then it's like well if i can't have allison nobody can and so instead of like doing anything else he stabs himself so then allison won't want to be with laurie so his last like gotcha is like to just drive (laughs) hit allison away from the grandmother and then he's also not around to be with her so what right
0: well and also like it, it, it doesn't mean anything because he he stabs himself in the neck Corey does and yeah. then doesn't die because yeah, michael myers comes back and kills him anyway yeah like allison have, he has enough strength just to comes struggle. back anyway just, there's no she, reason for it's just like there's this back. this ending of this movie is so gibberish it's just like shit is happening and i almost feel like i know what happened it okay. feels like when you're planning what is the What is our ending to Halloween going to be? There's just like a bunch of really cool ideas that I kind of dig. Like the idea that Laurie would kill herself is like a reasonable ending. And it's like, that's uh, something to toy with. And it's like they did and they like couldn't get away from it. So they left it in the script and tried to like massage it into a story that didn't earn it. So it's like, that's like the kind of thing that would be cool in the last Halloween movie to deal with. Unearned gibberish doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, this entire uh, movie for me is just throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and none of it jives yeah, with of. any of the rest of it. Like it is one of the most incoherent yeah. movies I have watched <laughs> in a really long time. And it's also two hours of this. <laughs> two hours. Why does it have to be two hours? It did not need to be two hours.
0: Can I tell you, like, I would argue that this movie was very, very coherent until the very end when mm-hmm. I thought the thing they were mm-hmm. clearly doing does not happen.
1: Where we're going to have a Michael Myers successor, because, yeah, that's what they seem to be setting up for two hours, and then it's just a complete waste because Corey dies. What was the point Roxy, of Corey?
0: It's so stupid. I thought – I was so, so confident that it was going to be revealed that Michael Myers never shows up in this movie at all.
1: Yeah, that's why I thought it was going to be, too. I thought it was going to be like My Bloody Valentine, if you've seen that movie, where it's just like it, – mm-hmm. it's been in his head the whole time. I totally thought that's what it was going to be. Because that's I, the only thing that would make it make sense. It's the only thing that yes. would make it make sense. It's not like because the I best like, reveal. I don't like it that much, but it's the only thing that would have logically made sense, and then it doesn't. That he Michael Myers is there. They're doing a little Batman exactly. Robin protege uh, apprentice. I, I did thing, write down in of? my notes
0: this is a Robin story, which I kind of dug. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: and then Robin dies. So
0: then, what was the and point? And then Robin dies for no reason. I was watching this movie, and the. This kid is, this Cory guy is going through a lot, right? He's accidentally murdered this kid. He's being shat on by the town consistently. He's Mm -hmm. getting, like, we even have the visual metaphor of his. He,
1: he, 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 him and Lori are being cartoonishly taunted by the (laughs) town. Like, Mikey, yes. you messaged me like, hey, this would make more sense if it was a cartoon. And that's because everybody is written like cartoon characters. They don't mm-hmm. make sense. It's not even in like a cheesy B-movie, over-the-top fun kind of way. It's just like, this is somebody wrote this. This is so stupid. Like, what? <laughs> like, maybe it would make sense more if they were a cartoon character. I'd buy it, it more did feel than like- if they were real people oh, speaking these lines with their real human mouths.
0: A lot of these characters are, are so exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Corey's big shift is they they have a scene where the jeremy kid's dad tells them it was like i didn't think he was super responsible for my child's death i think he got a bad break and yeah. then i ran into him later and he was Change. evil yeah and it was like oh that's kind of like
1: into his eye he was like i looked into his eyes and he was evil or he was scared by him or something it's like right. okay so evil is in the eyes because michael also transferred <laughs> his evil michael to saw him. it
0: too yeah which it, is, it makes me think, like, it's God. less about, like, human behaviors, the events of this movie, and more about, like, this big mythological idea of, like, evil becoming an infection and evil getting inside of you, which I do kind of really like. Uh, especially, like, I would say this—the ending of this movie, the fact that Michael Myers is actually there. First of all, this is, this is something I was thinking, too. When these high school bullies push our boy Corey over the bridge and Michael Myers, like, drags him to his lair—
1: I was uh-huh. like, what
0: do you mean Michael Myers just found him? That's convenient. But then I was like, oh, no, because obviously Michael Myers is in his head. There is no Michael Myers. This yes, guy exactly. is going to turn into the new Michael Myers. Yeah. The fact that it's actually a Michael Myers? Why was Michael Myers there? Yeah. <laughs> was he- so
1: can, what, can, was can, what was let's, he doing there? Let's break down what happened there. So <laughs> kid falls, can't move. Uh, maybe Michael saw him being bullied up above. Unclear. Drags him to his lair doesn't kill him or do anything with him, just leaves him on the ground, then goes and walks into some crevice in the wall and waits. So then when that kid wakes up and is like, what the fuck? And walks by this crevice in a wall, then Michael reaches his hand out, (laughs) grabs his throat, (laughs) then looks into his eyes and is like, oh, I can psychically see your trauma and see that you are like me. I don't know. You have the potential to be evil. I don't know. Transferring his evil magically. Yeah unclear and then (laughs) lets him go and then the kid leaves and then that's when the hobo for some reason is going crazy and is like Mm -hmm. give me that michael myers mask it's in there i'm michael myers like it makes no sense other than for him to just be like this has to make him want to kill for real now because he's gonna kill to defend himself because this homeless man has a knife and is roxy i was (sighs) well i was
0: so certain I was so certain that the reveal at the end was going to be that that homeless man actually was Michael Myers.
1: I thought so too. I thought that was going to be it because like he Wouldn't is that like have been 80. Rad? Wouldn't that have been so cool? So the thing is too, like he's been living in the sewers for four years, so it would make yeah. sense that he's not strong. But what is he surviving on? He eating bugs down there? Also, when the <laughs> ex-boyfriend, when uh, Corey leads the ex-boyfriend into the sewer tunnel to like mm-hmm. offer him up to Michael Myers to kill him because he can't kill him himself. He's like, teach me how to kill uh, Which, mm-hmm. by the way, nobody is like, they're not speaking. He's just interpreting that maybe Michael will help him kill. Uh-huh. On the wall, there is an impression on the wall that looks like the Michael Myers mask, which the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, yeah. looks at it and is like, "What? what is that? So again, yeah. I thought it was pointing to him, like, seeing this impression on the wall and thinking it was Michael Myers, and then that's how mm-hmm. he internalized it again. So, like, why was that impression on the wall? What well, What was the point of that? Right. Just yeah. are they trying to fake it out so that you think he's not real and then he is actually real? Like, was that something they wanted us to be faked out by? I don't think so. But now that we're talking about it, maybe they did.
0: I don't Let know. me tell you why. Like, it almost feels to me like that was the idea of this movie. And mm-hmm. then the studio was like, "You can't do a Halloween movie without Michael Myers, so put Michael Myers in it."
1: The thing is, though, I thought they half at like to have a Halloween movie that does have Michael Myers and does have Laurie Strode in them. And then Mm -hmm. to underutilize them to such a degree, like they just shouldn't have been in it or you just, yeah, you just make them more prominent. Like Lori was so underutilized. She barely had anything to do. She was just writing her novel. And then she went to the grocery store to flirt with that cop again and then had the (laughs) fight scene at the end that was very short. Like it wasn't a bad fight scene because there was like a kind of desperation to it that I thought was pretty all right. Um, But it was very short and felt like just the last 10 minutes of the movie where like you get to that point, right. and you're like, Laurie and Mikey, Mikey, Laurie <laughs> and Michael haven't fought yet. Um, When mm-hmm. are they going to put that in there? There's 10 minutes left to this two hour movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just okay. They wrap it up in the last 10 minutes. Okay. And then yeah, we get to end on her. I guess the one thing I did like is that she doesn't die and she gets a happy ending. Um, yeah, and nice. the granddaughter also gets to get out of that town and presumably seems more at peace, I guess,
0: which, mm-hmm. oh my
1: god, Allison just became like a completely different character for this movie, it felt like.
0: Right? I, I would I would argue her and Lori both are different characters in this they movie. They do.
1: Truly. Like, in each three and of they, these movies, they are different people and I just, it's so inconsistent. <laughs> it hurts I, me much.
0: Mm, I don't remember if they were different in Halloween Kills. But in this movie, they do, like, their best attempt at hand-waving it. Like, Allison like, says oh, it's something three like... three
1: years. Three years. Sure. Whatever. It's been three it years. Three and
0: years. uh you should have seen my grandma before therapy and sobriety. Like, she yeah. was really bad there. She, okay. The escalation of this trilogy is, like, Laurie Strode is so fucked up from the Michael Myers shit that she turns her house into a bunker. Mm-hmm. And then... Michael Myers comes back. And this is why I kind of could see, like, where they were coming from, even though I don't think it was earned and didn't make sense. Like, I could kind of see the, like, the town hates Laurie, kind of for the same reason we were hating Laurie in the first movie. I was like, are they actually reckoning with this? This idea that, like, Laurie became a monster herself, like, based on what she did to her daughter.
1: They're like, you taunted a psycho and then he came and killed people. Like, what? What yes. the fuck? You could blame her for other things, but that is what it is? Yeah. What the hell is wrong the, with that,
0: you? That, that's what I mean. The, the specifics do not match up. The, yeah. the, it's like two puzzle pieces where the, the, the tabs don't match up, but they're puzzle mm-hmm. pieces that like I can kind of see. We were kind of getting this vibe, too. They're part of the same puzzle, uh, but they don't fit together. Right. I guess. And so I kind of like like that idea, and I think that's interesting. But like, if this escalation is from Halloween one, her whole life is fucked. She's uh, an insane survivalist. Halloween two, she's just like her daughter gets killed. Like her whole yeah. fucking thing was about protecting her daughter, and then she gets killed, and then she gets healed. Like she gets healed after that. We after don't the even worst see it. Thing that has ever happened
1: to her yeah insane
0: insane. and also her daughter is killed like as an
1: afterthought in like the last scene of that movie where you it barely is treated with any sort of gravity or care or emotion and then yeah by the time you get the next movie it's like that character didn't matter nobody cares anymore right. really we have like two minutes we maybe spent collectively throughout the movie even <laughs> mentioning it um laurie's just fine now and she's got a granddaughter so she's gonna make her granddaughter pies right
0: and stuff now. It, it's truly nuts. Uh, here, Okay, I will say, the things that I loved about this movie, and again, why I think that the original idea was to have no Michael Myers and to have this guy, like, seeing Michael Myers and becoming the new Michael Myers is
1: because- Yeah, which would have actually been setting it up, man, for anything. Just to make anything make sense. Okay, sorry, I interrupted you.
0: The opening of this movie is maybe my favorite opening in any horror movie. I thought it was so fucking funny that they're like, we are doing the classic Halloween trope. We are doing Halloween. All right. It's Halloween. We got a babysitter. We got a little boy. And there is just no Michael Myers. There's no Michael Myers. And yeah. it's such a, it's like such a funny joke when she's like screaming. She's like, what did you do? And <laughs> she's not there. If the, if that scene happens and then we get to the end and like, here's what I thought was going to happen. They have this little wrestling match. Where he like wrestles the mask away from Michael Myers. I thought yeah. if you do in that scene, Michael Myers kills Corey and then comes marches out of the sewer, and then we've just like we're like, oh, I guess Michael Myers is doing his thing, and then do the same thing. Laurie pins him to the kitchen table, but when she takes yeah. out the mask, it's Corey, and we're like, oh, yeah. that was Michael Myers metaphorically killing the human being Corey, and now he has become yeah. the shape. Yeah, and they do the same thing, but the hint is that evil cannot be killed. Because, God, I just, I feel like I have so much to say about this movie, and I have to stop myself. Uh, no, I mean, Mikey, what, we're literally here to talk about it, so keep coming. I know, but I want to let you say your things Okay, about I
1: it. do want to uh, say my things, too. I'll, I'll interject.
0: All I want to say is that I think this opening is the best opening in a horror movie of all time. And it was so funny, and I died laughing, and uh, it was awesome. What did you think about the opening?
1: Um, I hated it. Uh, <laughs> I knew it! I, I knew hated it. it. <laughs> um... Because it How starts come? off, it starts off feeling kind of grounded and, for the most part, like emotionally kind of like normal, if that makes sense. Like the way a realistic person would be talking about things. Where a kid is coming to uh, babysit for this rich family that he like previously just cut the lawn, like mowed their lawn, did their lawn detailing for. The parents are going out for a uh, Halloween party. They seem relatively like normal and grounded. Um, and then the kid just becomes like a weird cartoonish like mm-hmm. I don't know. Kid seems like a little precocious, and then he turns into like an absolute asshole when they're watching the the thing. Which like, mm-hmm. if Corey is supposed to be like, "Hey, I'm the cool babysitter. I'm letting you watch an actual scary movie that's going to give you nightmares." Um, this kid is like treating him like garbage. Where it seems like that wasn't their relationship before, because Corey even seems surprised by it. Like, why is this kid acting like an asshole towards me suddenly? Uh-huh. That's really weird. Then they got the thing with the knife where, like, the knife disappears in the kitchen when the kid goes missing. So the kid is playing a prank. He steals this Mm -hmm. knife, leaves the knife on the stairs, and then locks him in the attic. And then it's just, like, so cartoonishly evil. Like, why is he locking him in there? It doesn't make sense. You could just be like, I guess kids do whatever. But then when they kick him off the balcony, like... He has, like, a <laughs> rocket kick that not only kicks this door off its hinges, kicks it into the kid, still has enough force to have them, the kid go over the balcony, not the door. Um, uh-huh. And then the kid, like, crunches on the bottom of the stairs, and it just felt like, look at how edgy we are to start our movie with a child getting brutally, like, splattered on the ground. But also, oh. kind, it feels like it's being treated for laughs. It just felt like... So much of this movie is just like, look what we can do. We killed a kid because that's that's really cool. Oh. That, it, aren't you like taken aback by that? That's the stakes here. Children can die. A child has never died in a Halloween movie, Mikey, but we did it because Halloween I, ends. <laughs> evil dies. <to> I,
0: <laughs> I did not get that vibe from it at all. I thought it was all about like. You think you know what kind of Halloween movie you're getting, and we are constantly playing with your expectations. To the point where, like, the kid says, like, kids can't die in Halloween movies. I am a kid, that, and I can't do it, and you a babysitter.
1: Because it felt like yeah. they were talking to and the audience, like, look, we can't. And then also, like, the babysitter, Corey's yelling, like, I'm going to kill you before he rocket kicks. And then he is still holding the knife and is looking over the balcony holding the knife. <laughs> When the parents look up and I'm just like, this is the stupidest bullshit. Like, nobody would ever do that. What is... It it's set my the favorite, tone my to be like, movie. it's going to be so incoherent. And these guys think they're like the coolest shit for writing things in this way. And I just... Uh, I just di- I oh, like I'm so it. sad
0: that didn't work for you. I thought that was so funny. It was just like...
1: Well, the thing uh, is, too, it was supposed to be... It felt like it was supposed to be... F- treated like realistically or not realistically but like with gravity but it came off more funny and I don't think that was their oh, intention. I don't I don't
0: I don't think it was meant to be treated with gravity. I think they it felt was like about it was like, like, supposed to
1: because it sets off the whole rest of the movie being like very serious about treating Corey like, oh you're a child killer. Oh you're a bad guy because they treat it very I, seriously for the whole rest of the movie, Mikey.
0: Yeah, but I think that scene in and the why I think it's Like the best part of the whole movie is because it's like it functions like a short film, and that like you are like it's playing with your expectations to the point where you're like, okay, this is where Michael Myers is for sure going to show up. This is for sure where we're going to get the Halloween that we are owed, and it's just like he's not going to come. It's just a weird accident. (laughs) Like it's uh, like I I think that these comedy guys because they these guys um Dan McBride and. The director whose name I'm going to forget. I want to say it's Joseph Gordon Green, but I could be getting that wrong. I think like, so. they're comedy guys. They wrote Eastbound and Down, which is one of the funniest shows ever made. Like, they know how to do a big, funny, splashy opening. And I think they were very clearly making, like, you think this is going to be a Halloween movie? Nah, man, this is going to be weirder and fucked up. <laughs> I don't think that spirit carries through the rest of the movie, but I think that it, individual it opening too- is so fun.
1: It feels too discordant with the rest of the movie. I think if the rest of the movie had more of a similar tone where they tried to do things that could be funny, sure. But I don't think the rest of the movie did that at all. Uh, well, maybe how I felt about band the, other kid other with the Maybe the band, yeah, the band, kid, band kid with is... the undercut. Like the band kids being the bullies, maybe, but it just felt like a weird choice that didn't make sense. It didn't really feel like this was a funny choice for making on purpose. It felt more like, what? Why did you do this? <laughs>
0: I don't I mean understand I, I think it. this movie has the least of them of this trilogy but like what has been kind of exciting to me about this um this new Halloween trilogy is that you every once in a while get a Danny McBride character in there <laughs> like there was that kid uh who was like driving in the truck with his dad from either Halloween or Halloween kills I think it was the first Halloween yeah. and he was just like I just want to dance I just want to yeah. dance the whole time very funny uh yeah I I wrote down that this band kid too is like, it's, like, one of the funniest jokes I've ever seen in a movie. When they push him over the bridge and he looks over and the kid is just like, yeah, he fell. <laughs> like, what? No, it's like, yeah, yeah, he fell. This guy fell. <laughs> he has he's, this, like— They don't uh, deliver
1: it like that. It's more like that's going to be his story. He's like, well, that's my story. He just fell. Like, he, he seemed like he was freaking out because he thought that he murdered him. It didn't oh, seem like it was they linger
0: like- on it too long, for sure. He, like, says the joke over and over. But the very first thing, he's just like, it's—he says it like it's matter of fact. It's just like, oh, yeah, he fell. <laughs> Well, it seemed more
1: like that's going to be his narrative. There's that's what we're all saying. Yeah. Like, you guys are all going to say that, too, because the other kids are like, what? No. And he's like, no, that's what I'm saying. That's my story. And they're like, oh, OK. Yeah. And then run no, away. No, that I,
0: that I think is a problem that they linger on it too long. Like, it almost feels like this movie feels just kind of not confident. Like, it almost feels like they wanted to go bigger and weirder and like have these big swings, but they're like constantly pulling it back. Uh, yeah, And, I don't and then it's like, it like it feels like it wants to take this big swing of like having a Michael Myers Halloween movie and then they pull it back like Michael Myers actually is there. I want them to be brave. I want them to be bold. I just like commit hard to it and go with it or don't.
1: Well, the thing is, too, is that they didn't kill Michael in the first or in the second movie. So like they had to deal with him in some way. So like as much as I do think it would have been better to just have Michael have already been dead. They didn't show that. So like Ooh. that's still left Did, hanging. I, I,
0: I just I disagree. I think this In movie way. actually like I loved the Halloween kills ending. And we talked about this, like, and I think this movie actually makes the Halloween kills ending a lot worse. This movie actually retroactively hurts that movie that I also liked. Where like it I, does. the 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 big idea of Halloween kills is that like you're not gonna get angry enough to destroy evil. Like we're not gonna destroy evil. That's why, like this metaphor of them of the town getting together and murdering this man, and then he just gets up and kills Judy Greer, like kind of functions for what this movie is trying to say. At least it's trying to say something like this idea of evil being eternal. So if they do that, if they say Michael Myers got up and just is hanging out, and then this movie we think that th- this guy is running into Michael Myers in the sewer, but then we don't. We find out that he never like. First of all, it's very scary to me the idea that Michael Myers is just out there. Like, okay. again, because evil is just out there. And then if this idea is that evil is not something that, like, we can defeat by killing it, which we said in Halloween Kills, in this movie we just defeat it by killing it. Like, I don't really think there's a big difference between slitting his throat and throwing him in an auto compactor than there is the entire town beating the shit out of him and shooting him nine times. We did the same thing. <laughs> he's either supernatural or he's not. I think the problem would
1: be then you could keep being like, oh, well, they'll do another movie because Michael's still out there, which is the thing. So one of the things I did like about this is he gets pulped into mush. So then we can't he can't come back. I mean, I'm sure they'll come up with some weird way to do it because these movies make money. No matter how incoherent they are. But people would be complaining about that. That would be like a and. A loose end that isn't tied up. I would have been fine with it, but I understand why they couldn't do that from, like, a making this as part of a trilogy and also being called mm. Halloween Ends. But I think thematically, like you said, too, like, with the theme they seem to be wanting to go for, which is, like, evil can come from anywhere and it can be twisted, like, people can be twisted into these shapes, the shape, whatever. Mm. I think it was detrimental to what they wanted, the kind of story they wanted to tell. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like, a bunch of rewrites. I know COVID impacted this uh, series, mm. this new trilogy, quite a bit. Because, like, wasn't yeah. originally I remember Halloween... them saying
0: that COVID was going to be involved in the story.
1: Okay. That they were going to be, like, in the that.
0: in the time between that last... Between Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, that COVID was going to have happened and was going to have influenced the narrative. I remember Yeah, them which, that.
1: like, it didn't end up influencing the narrative, but it did have them, like, yeah, skip Christ. three years. <laughs> yeah, they skipped yeah. three years. But I think initially the plan for these movies, right, was that Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends were supposed to be filmed at the same time and were supposed to still take place on a single night, right? Hmm. I think I remember oh, I don't you know. telling me about that. Or maybe that I heard cool. that in an interview or something. Obviously, that's not what we got. But I wonder if that caused them to change a lot of other things. Because like I said, this is a two hour movie. It builds up Corey to be this character, someone you're supposed mm-hmm. to like empathize with even if you're like you shouldn't be doing that like it doesn't make you agree <laughs> with what he's doing but it makes you empathize with how he got there um also just like devolves allison into being this character who is like in love with him for some reason uh i guess yes. because they're both outcasts it makes no sense their entire love we story. gotta talk
0: about this relationship this relationship yeah. is incoherent
1: it, it is awful it's incoherent doesn't make sense also it's like why is Lori trying to push this She wants her daughter to, or daughter, excuse me, her granddaughter to start over and be happy. And this is the guy she chooses to push her towards for no reason. (laughs) Um, Also, you know that he's got like a huge stigma. I can understand her wanting to stick up for this kid because he is an outsider and being treated poorly. But why Mm -hmm. would then you be like, oh, I know. My granddaughter should get with this guy. And then the granddaughter is also just like, yeah, I'm down for this for some reason. Okay.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I thought this relationship would have worked a lot better if they had already been together for, like, six months before the movie opened. Yeah. Because I kind of – like like you said, I kind of like this idea that Lori, like, sees him going through this and brings him in for coffee, and he meets Allison there. It's not like this fucking weird setup. Yeah. And they're, like – together you know but like they're kind of figuring out their relationship and then and then everything makes sense from there if we have like history the fact that this is like day two and she's like let's run away together
1: yeah no no doesn't make sense no i'm not buying it like they kept trying to push like oh this town sucks and you got to get out of here which i agree like her and laurie should have fucking left this town and never looked back like there's no reason Mm -hmm. for them to stay here the the excuse allison gives is all my memories are here yet yeah, you have no friends um all of your friends died any of the ones you still are alive you're not friends with your parents died they're not here yeah. anymore you literally have nothing in this hell town um except for the shitty they're job that memories. she doesn't even like yeah like they're all bad memories so like her one excuse to want to stay here makes no sense um so then i can buy that she's like Okay, yeah, I have to get out of here. But, like, why did you live there for three years? Why did you put up with this much beforehand? And then also, Mm -hmm. like, she is a survivor? She's not going to be treated with the same amount of disdain that this kid who accidentally killed a child, Corey, is. Mm -hmm. She tries to make this one. God, that's so awkward when she's like... I know what it's like to be different, like trying to compare their two (sighs) situations to be like, what? (laughs) And Corey is like, what? That's, you can't, that's not the same thing. It's obviously not the same thing. Goodbye. That's like the one Uh realistic thing I think that they did where they had that fight. And I was like, yeah, dude, that's not, she's trying to, I understand she's trying to like connect with you, but that is not the way to do it. You don't put yourself into this? What? Um... (laughs) And again, like I said, with Lori being a survivor, it doesn't make sense that people are blaming her in the town. And then with Allison being a survivor, it also doesn't make sense why they're looking at her with disdain to be like, oh, you're that freak who didn't get killed. Yeah, you're weird. (laughs) Like, what? what, In In this town, we get killed by Michael
0: Myers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, it would have been better if you had been killed. What a freak that you didn't die. Like how is that a writing decision and then a character motivation to be like, oh yeah, she's oh. being bullied too, so she wants to leave the town. Instead of it just being like, <laughs> yeah, she would have naturally wanted to not be here anyway because of, like, everybody she cared about dying except for her grandmother. Um, you could have just done that and it would have been a completely natural thing to do. Um, yeah. But instead they're trying to, like, push her away from Lori uh, because Lori realizes Corey's evil. She's like, oh, I looked into his eyes and I know evil. Also, he was standing in the same spot that Michael was that one time. When he watched me <laughs> from my window. Because here's another callback. To be like oh they're, they're the same. And then he does a jump awesome. scare behind her. Also now he's got a cool leather jacket. And wear, rides a motorcycle. And Allison loves that. Um,
0: yeah she does. This does
1: as we're talking about it. I'm
0: kind of realizing that this is two movies. This is like. This Again, is, it's
1: so disparate. Nothing nothing drives with anything.
0: The Corey story is like. Part three of four. Right. It's not the ending to the Michael Myers story, unless the story is that Michael Myers will always be out there and we have to always remain vigilant. That's like how you end the story with a lack of conclusion. And that's kind of interesting. But like they also wanted to do this big like Laurie final battle with him. which Also, I see why you would want to do that if you do want to do Halloween ends. Cut the Corey shit. Do Lori is finally figuring out what it means to heal? Like, they, yeah, they it, do should a little bit of it. it should have been
1: about Lori. It should have been about Lori. It should have been about Lori. They wasted so much time on Allison and Corey, and then it amounted to nothing. It should have been about Lori and Michael if they're going to be in this movie. the The amount of kills Michael gets in this movie is like two, and one is an assist. <laughs> he kills. He helps to kill the boyfriend that Corey brings into the sewer. And then yep. he kills the nurse lady by pinning her to the wall mm-hmm. like he did in the first movie. He pinned someone to the wall, looked at her or looked at the person he killed and tilted his head slightly. Remember when that was in the mm-hmm. first movie, Mikey? They did it here again. That's really cool. It's a callback. No, it's not. Just because you put the same thing that was in another movie here. Like, that's why that was so much my problem with the second movie, too. And in the first movie, in 2018, I was willing to forgive it because they were swapping it with putting Lori in in michael's place so there would be a spot that you remembered michael being in now laurie is here so it seemed like they were trying to do something interesting with that instead of just doing a callback second movie and this third movie all about just like here's another callback you remember when this happened in the previous halloween here it is again (laughs) because here it is again because here's just like you remember this right your fans you like this don't you like our movie it just it, it made no sense you don't need to do these things a reference is not funny. It's not poignant. It's just, like, a thing that's there. Unless you yeah, make it, it is, a reason for it to be there. Make a reason for it, it to it, be it, there. You're
0: right. It is It is my, my age-old thing. Like, it's frosting and not cake. It's just, like, yeah. it's, like, a cool little thing, but it doesn't have any narrative sustenance. Yeah. The way that—you're right. In the first Halloween reboot, where they were putting Lori in place of him, and, again— seemingly hinting at this idea that lori's the monster now lori has taken this trauma and has become this horrifying thing that she was fighting against and that's cool and interesting yeah they didn't yeah listen this is a movie and i remember feeling the same way about the christopher nolan dark knight trilogy
1: okay i haven't seen those in a long time so i'll do my best to
0: remember They are so, just like this trilogy, they are just so big and wooly with ideas. There's, like, so many ideas, and they fit together, I would say, a little better in the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, but not great. (laughs) Like, there's still a lot of weird stuff that's, like, bumping up into each other because it's just so crammed with ideas. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what I ultimately love about these Halloween reboots is that they are so big and are full of big swings that do not... Connect, But they're just mm. like, I i absolutely do not want to say cut Corey and, and it would be a better movie. It would be a better Halloween ends without Corey. But I love all the Corey stuff. It's so weird and it's such a funny time. idea.
1: That's the thing. Like, they gave it, him too much screen time for what they ended up doing with, with him. Exactly. Same with say what they did yes. if, with, Allison, if this they going did with to be, her.
0: If this was going to be the final Halloween where Laurie finally defeats Michael, that's its own movie. If this yeah. was going to be an interesting idea where, like, wh- how does evil – uh, infect us and we were going to do this big swing of not having a Michael Myers in our Halloween movie. That's cool. That's the Corey yeah. movie. These are two movies that are jammed together into one movie.
1: And again, like I said, you don't if you were going to have a Halloween movie that has Lori in it and Michael Myers in it, don't waste them. Like the second movie wasted Lori. It it just put her in the hospital, gave her nothing right. to do. It was such a fucking waste. Uh, but at least yep. Michael was doing things in this movie, both Laurie and Michael didn't have anything to do mm-hmm. until like the last 10 minutes, basically, I guess she kind of had one cool scene where she like showed up in Corey's house and was like, I know who you are, and I'm not gonna let you take my granddaughter. And then mm-hmm. he turns away, looks back, and then she's gone. And I was like, okay, why was <laughs> this? I guess it's kind of shows her being competent, but also what? And then when she's <laughs> writing, okay, we hadn't talked too much about how she's writing her memoir. She's writing down she's her She's writing story, memoir, yeah. Which is, again, like, hey, we. I saw that in Scream. I know. I know. Okay, we don't need to see you do it again. Uh-huh. Got it. Um, But she's writing her memoir, and she talks about, like, evil as if it's him or something. She's like, uh-huh. him. And then she's like, oh, wait, No goes back, deletes it, and is like, the evil, or something, or just like the Uh concept of evil, instead of it being him with the capital H as in Michael. (laughs) And it's just like, oh my god, why? this? It felt so painful. Like, we get it. Okay, we get it. Uh, Uh, You need to drive home that, like, she associates just, like, evil and uh, the badness of the world with only Michael Myers. We get it. That's what Mm -hmm. Lori is dealing with. That's the thing.
0: That's the thing. If we are telling a coherent story, and it is about Michael Myers doesn't exist but evil exists Michael Myers Mm -hmm. is the embodiment of evil then that's like an interesting thing yeah Michael Myers actually being here totally kills this movie
1: it does he shouldn't have been in it and um he shouldn't have been in it I I saw somebody's take on a possible like thing they could do that I was just like oh my god they they might do that but I hope they don't do it because Corey and Allison slept together so, yes! what if they're like, yeah, she's going to yeah. have an evil baby. She's going to have a baby yes. that the evil will, will pass into because magic. That would fucking um, rule. And that'll be the sequel because she goes and drives away. She's not going to be in Hattonfield anymore, so you can <laughs> have it happen anywhere. Uh, and I was like, man, they would do that. It's such also like, it feels like a very 90s, early 2000s like plot point to be like, yes, mm-hmm. we're going to do this. Um, which maybe they could, I don't know. I guess we'll find out in like five <sighs> years whenever they reboot it.
0: Um, Roxy, we absolutely cannot spend too much time on this because there. I would argue there are too many big ideas in this movie. What would you say is the the grand summation of the big theme of this movie?
1: I guess we kind of just talked about how it tried and failed so bad. So um, I guess we want we've, we've kind of talked about it already. Do we want to clarify more like what they tried to do? Or like I'll what say they it ended up doing. I would say, okay. I would say
0: in one sentence, this movie is about infection, and it's kind of about the contagion of ideas, which I think is like an interesting way to look at it. Like the fact that suicide is talked about. I've definitely heard suicide talked about in this. Uh, yeah, they had. They were in like framing.
1: I guess we kind of didn't harp on that too much about how like. It infected the town, so you see people who are doing more murders, you are see- seeing people mm-hmm. who have killed themselves and stuff because the town is evil now, I guess, like it yeah. is the infection of well, the idea of evil. I, I have, Which they I was spent just five to... minutes on it in the beginning of the movie after that opening scene.
0: <laughs> they, um, I was just listening to a podcast that kind of talked about like the aftermath of Kurt Cobain's suicide and about how the media sort of has a different sort of responsibility when reporting on suicide because people who are suicidal hear about suicide and it kind of gets them thinking about it. So it does, it it is kind of functionally uh, a contagion. It is something that gets inside of you and infects you. And I think there's something interesting going on in that sense. I think there's very clearly an idea that evil is infecting us. Lori keeps talking about it. Do we let the evil in and commit suicide or do we go for cherry blossoms and find hope? And again, one of, I would argue, four major ideas in this movie. Mm-hmm. None of them executed on super successfully. But th- that would be my single bullet point.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's basically what what we've been talking about this whole time. I think, yeah, they were reaching for this thing. And at one point, it was probably what they were trying to do. But then the rest of the movie didn't reinforce that. So they definitely didn't stick the landing. Yeah. But yes, I would say this this concept of evil where it can kind of like you know people can be twisted and turn into these things or sometimes they always have been them i guess you know yeah. it can we get some nature nurture stuff any- yeah it can come from anywhere because the whole thing with michael is that he was like this since he was a child and then we see with Corey that he is like morphed into it because of the way the town <laughs> treats him and then circumstances treat him so yeah good concept not executed well at all uh I do also want to say, what do you think about the fact that Michael was basically crucified on the kitchen counter?
0: I love it so much. Roxy, I I wrote down, um, they stabbed him in the left side because Christ was stabbed on the right. And Michael Myers is the opposite of Christ. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs>
0: that shit rules.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't even talk about that before because, yeah, you even had that plot point. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't even know that that makes it even more uh <laughs> intentional
0: I thought in my opinion. i thought w- before they before they threw him in the auto compactor I thought they were gonna um tie him up on the radio station tower to show the town like he's dead evil is over yeah because they kept talking about the radio tower and how much they wanted to climb it and they're were like we're gonna take him somewhere and I was like all right, I guess. Yeah, they
1: killed the radio tower man, so I guess you would have to deal with that, and then you have to the yeah. logistics. Yeah, that, so
0: that is very hey, insane just too. We found something inside here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Lori also, and Allison don't know about that at all. Like they could take him there. Allison, had been to the don't. radio station. Yep, she saw the tower. That would be very funny if they climbed up and put him up there, and then they went inside and they're like, "Oh, we got, we got something going on in here." Yeah. yeah so on.
1: that that like parade at the end, where they tie him to the car, and then, yeah, like, that cop? Okay, so the sheriff of the town, he's, like, a dude who wears a cowboy hat. Nobody else in this movie wears a cowboy hat, as if that's just a natural thing you do in this part of the country. I assume Mm -hmm. Illinois, not a lot of cowboy hats haven't been there, but uh, (laughs) it's not Texas, so I'd assume it's not as common. Uh, He seemed like he had a distinct character trait with that cowboy hat. He shows up for Mm -hmm. just, like, that one thirty second line where he just says, "That's uh, how we do. Yeah, it tonight. The, this is this is how we do it tonight. We we mm-hmm. don't do this in this town. Like we shouldn't be doing this. We do it tonight. Okay. <laughs> <I love that laughs> yeah, guy. sure. Tie a corpse to a car, lead it through the uh, the whole town, sirens blazing. So now everybody knows, and now you solved evil forever, Mikey. That's that's evil the solution lore. to this movie. That you there is only one evil man, and you kill him." And the whole town mm-hmm. sees it, so now they don't have prejudices towards people anymore. They don't uh, treat people poorly anymore. Evil's gone now. Aren't you happy? Don't you feel great now, Mikey? Evil's gone. Roxy, Evil died this tonight. Is
0: going to be the exact... This is, this is the rubber meets the road, where two roads diverge in a path. What am I saying? I <laughs> two, two paths in a woods. Roxy, on a scale of one to five thumbs, and remember, we can go over two thumbs since we have a big box of hands here. Mm-hmm. How many thumbs out of five are you going to give Halloween ends?
1: So I was going to give it zero, but <laughs> I gave it a one um, because it's over. It's finally over. I did like how it's like Michael is just fucking donezo. He's been minced into mincemeat. And Laurie gets to finally stop being brought back from the dead. Stop being drudged up to be forced to fight Michael Myers. She gets to have a... Happy life with a boyfriend, go to Japan, see Cherry Blossom, she gets a happy ending. So, like, maybe thematically, I think thematically, sure, you can eventually get over your trauma. I appreciated that, I guess, that she finally gets to have her happy ending because I think this is going to be the last movie that Lori is ever going to be in. They could try and bring her back, but I feel like due to age and just how outplayed this is at this point,
0: Mm.
1: maybe we'll be lucky and she'll finally get to rest and have a a happy ending canonically. Canonically, Lori gets a happy ending. That's the only thing I like.
0: So one one out of five. What about you, Mikey? Roxy, I'm giving this movie four and a half thumbs out of five.
1: Mikey, you enjoyed it that much after everything I we just
0: talked about, okay? Fucking I mean, love this movie. I think what? this movie, listen, I think the opening scene is worth three thumbs alone. Uh <laughs> that's, that's okay. not how I grade it. I don't <laughs> I don't start out with zero thumbs and add thumbs as we go, but the opening scene is uh one of the most brilliant scenes anybody's ever made in a movie. I loved 75% of this movie with my whole heart. Even the parts that I don't that I think don't work. Uh-huh. It's so fucking funny that they threw Michael Myers in an autocomactor and we saw his little body just go like got all
1: scrunched bleh, up. Just it like even the funny. like
0: every moment, if you looked at every scene individually, I loved Pretty much all of them. I thought every scene on its own was a delight. Cohesively, this is not a movie. <laughs> Cohesively, this is like not a story being told. I loved so much of it. I was enwrapped. I was joyful. I can't stop talking about how silly this movie is. I went on a hike yesterday with my girlfriend, and every weird little like ridge <laughs> where there was like there were a bunch of drainage pipes coming in, I was like, that's where Michael Myers lives. <laughs> It's like, and I think that's why, like, I love this trilogy of Halloween movies so much because it's just, they're all funny. There's just a bunch of weird shit going on. You kind of are never confident in what you're going to get. And honestly, the first one I under, the very first Halloween from 1978, I understand that movie is important. That movie started one of my favorite genres of all movies. It's kind of boring. All of the Halloween movies since then have been kind of boring because Michael Myers is not a super fun villain. Like, I can't believe that we got three um, movies Mikey, that are Halloween this H2o. nonsense.
1: Excuse you. Halloween H2O. You think Halloween H2O I would is argue boring. even
0: Halloween H2O is like kind of dull. <laughs> like a bunch of bad okay. shit happens. <laughs> but it's just like, all right, I guess Michael Myers is here and he's killing people in this like order. Uh, great. Whatever. By the time, like, the fact that we got this trilogy of Halloween movies that just, like, broke every convention that this series had, that was just doing Did all of these though? weird things, even though absolutely nothing connects. And even from going back to the very first one when we reviewed it and halfway through, we we're like, what the hell is this movie trying to say? Yeah, yep. I Weirdly I conservative, just, like, it, I, kind
1: I, of, <laughs> to be, I think, yeah.
0: I think that, like, I I would so much—and I understand that not everybody is like this. This is a very specific—this is more a specific me thing. I understand people being the exact opposite of this. I would rather see movies take big swings like this and completely whiff the way that this trilogy whiffs a lot then just, like, play it safe and just make, like, what's a really good Halloween movie where Michael Myers is here and it's got good kills and it's got good... Like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it just be a Halloween movie like that. I'm kind of bored by the old Halloween movies. I want it to be weird. I want to see more Michael Myers getting thrown into a trash compactor.
1: The thing is, it feels like it was half-assed, though, because, like, I do agree with you that I, I would much rather see them try to do different things, even if it's not a thing I like, but it just feels like they... I don't know if it was studio interference or just too many cooks in the kitchen or they just couldn't decide on what they wanted from it. I don't know. But it just feels like, yeah, they didn't get anywhere close to trying to be anything different that they wanted to be, I guess, which is just like, that's a shame. That's a shame
0: overall. Yeah, it would it would be an all time great movie if all of this came together into like a really interesting like thematic point. Yeah. But it it does feel like, (laughs) I mean, you're an artist, you know this. Like, it's this movie is like a sketchbook page of a bunch of really cool faces, and then the anatomy doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. The anatomy is all wonky. Like, and I don't know. I just think it's so fun and funny to see this be done to a franchise that has, that had rather. Felt very stale to me like I did feel like kind of this nostalgia like thinking back to the time that you and I have spent with these movies thinking back to the first time I saw that Halloween 2018 movie and just like kind of reveling in it just kind of being like I love this series I think this is like my favorite horror trilogy uh, of any like I think so. Wow, okay. I think so. Just that's because, it, again, like, is it
1: just because it's the most recent one you've seen? I do need to ask to clarify this because I love how strong you get excited about things. But but, this... but
0: that's the thing. Like, what are what are the other trilogies that like? I really are like cohesive and tell a story.
1: I like the screen, the first three screams and four. Four is very good as well.
0: I I, I like those screams a lot too. Yeah, that's fair. I, I I don't I don't know. I need to rewatch Scream three.
1: And Chucky. Uh, I mean, the third one um, is uh, yeah. The third
0: one's not fun i mean the third it's one is kind of parts.
1: like <laughs> but uh yeah, the third
0: one is the third one is like hitting that same like the problem that i have with a lot of slasher movies where it's like it's just hitting the beat it's like it's time yeah. for the killer to come kill and we're just g- going through they the motions try some because we have different things
1: to. in that though i mean like we do a whole episode about it where we will talk more in we depth, will in the future yeah yeah it it like did different things and like yeah they didn't all kind of stick or hit but um yeah, I guess that wouldn't really be one to look to, to be like that trilogy. Yeah. But I'm just trying to think of what other trilogies there
0: are. Yeah, none that, none that like, and certainly none that I love. Mm.
1: <laughs> so Mikey, I have a question for you. Let's do it. Okay, so Mikey, you just killed your 40 plus year slasher stalker villain. Now what's your dream vacation? Mm. Where are you gonna go? What are you gonna do? You won the Super Bowl. Where are you gonna go?
0: I am going to toronto canada oh right. <laughs> it's often cold in toronto yes and in southern california very hot okay if i finally got this giant bugaboo off my back i have finally thrown my serial killer into an auto compactor i'm taking a drive up to toronto it's just like a nice city i hear people are nice there
1: you've it's never a big been there? wrestling
0: town i've never okay. been no absolutely not oh okay uh big wrestling town, a lot of wrestling shows often. Uh go check out a an AEW show. And uh and just chill in like a metropolitan city. I'd probably watch a CW show get filmed. <laughs> yeah. I would have a yep. great time up in Toronto, Canada. And the fact that I wouldn't have to worry about a slasher breaking through because that's the thing about Toronto, very little security. Is there serial killer monster could absolutely get me fast in Toronto. No don't the lock their on the doors. <laughs> They're just a good, humble community. Of <laughs> a
1: giant city, me- giant, giant metropolitan city. Where
0: would you go after 40, your 40-year nemesis is dead?
1: <laughs> I would actually just like travel through Europe, including going to Disneyland Paris. I want to go to Disneyland. That's part oh. of it, too. Uh, but mm-hmm. I want to go all around Europe. There's so many cool places in Europe I've never been to before get to go on a train have kind of like a romantic train ride through the alps or something see a lot of like old stuff like everything in america is like 200 years <laughs> or younger usually in terms of like landmarks and buildings and stuff just because of how new our country is but like there's so many mm. more interesting spots you can find in europe things have been around for like thousands of years different history Different landmarks, different cities that I've never been to. I've never been to Florence, Italy. I'd love to go to Florence. You gotta uh, go. Yeah, there's just, there's a lot of cool things I'd like to go see in Europe. So, sure. Road, road trip through Europe. Doing it. After I kill my own Michael Myers. <laughs> whatever that might be.
0: <laughs> Roxy, last week we made a bet. Is Lori going to survive Halloween ends? I said yes. I said no. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Not only did she survive, she got a happy little ending.
1: Yeah, I'm glad. I, I'm happy to be wrong on this one. Happy to give She's you the win, go to Mikey. Japan.
0: Yep. So I get the win. That means our total bet score sits at Roxy with thirty, Mikey with twenty-five, Ty Ooh. with three.
1: Oh man, we got three ties. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Catching up, Mikey.
0: Roxy, I'm just finding out we're gonna. Interview Michael Myers.
1: Wait, how is that possible? Isn't he like all ground up from that auto compactor?
0: See, that's what I thought, but here he is.
1: Oh no, he's just all slop now.
0: Jesus, there were hints that Michael Myers was supernatural and couldn't die, but he's not dying even after he got turned into slop.
1: Crawling around, no purpose, no ability to kill babysitters. Mikey! I'll be honest, I feel bad for Michael Myers now.
0: Yeah, I think we gotta put him out of his misery. Roxy, it's up to us to drink Michael Myers. Ick, no! Also, why? Well, because digesting him is probably the only way we're gonna get rid of him for good. But,
1: like, what is digestion? It's just stomach acid churning him up. What would your stomach do that the autocompactor wouldn't?
0: I see where you're coming from. If I eat Michael Myers, he might turn into my shit. And I do not want my shit to be evil. But still, look at him. I think we owe it to him to eat him.
1: Mikey, I'm starting to get this sense that you don't want to help him so much as you just want to eat him.
0: All right, you got me. I did skip lunch.
1: Then why don't you just eat something else? He just looks like ground beef.
0: Well, Roxy, if you've got a backpack full of ground beef sitting around, sure, I'd love to eat that. But if you don't, I'm going to eat prolific serial killer Michael Myers like you were some kind of a meat slushy.
1: Listen, I'm not going to stop you. Your diet is your diet. But what kind of nutrients are you gonna get from drinking Michael Myers? Hmm,
0: I don't know. Uh,
1: protein? Yeah, but that protein is evil. Plus, what if that evil, you know, gets inside of you? Like the movie? I don't want you to be evil, Mikey.
0: All right, hold on, hold on. There are multiple sides to Michael Myers. And I admit, I am probably going to absorb some of his qualities were I to drink him. And so while he is evil, he's also invincible and very determined. I would like to be those things. You remember last year when I was trying to do yoga every day? I gave up on that. But Michael Myers never gives up on anything, especially murdering Laurie Strode. Maybe I'd get that trait, that determination from eating him and not get the evil.
1: You know that's not how eating works, right? You can't just eat fried chicken and get the protein from the chicken breast and not the trans fat from the bread.
0: Damn, Roxy, you're right. But I know how I am with food. I don't think I'm strong enough to have Michael Myers around and not eat him.
1: Then we can pour him down the drain? Then you won't be tempted.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Damn. Now I am in the mood to eat a horror movie icon. You think we could Postmates over a Chucky?
1: Do whatever you want, but, uh, I guess I gotta buy two Chuckies, get one free coupon if you want to use it.
0: Mikey and Roxy, you know very well that Postmates does not deliver to the scary basement, not after the incident with Sweeney Todd and the Pies. Anyway, your assignment for next week is the 1982 film Poltergeist. All right, Roxy, we got Poltergeist for next week. Ooh,
1: Poltergeist. This one's
0: fun. If I remember, Mm.
1: I think. (laughs) Looking forward to watching it.
0: I've never seen any movies, let alone Poltergeist.
1: Well, now you will. What do you say we make a bet for next week? Okay, sure. Let's make a bet. So there's an iconic line in this movie that I'm sure you've probably heard, even if you've never seen the movie, Mikey, where Mm. uh, the little girl says, they're here. So I want to ask you what you think the timestamp is for that line in the movie Mm. to happen.
0: Okay, so uh, they're here probably means the ghosts are here. It's time for the ghosts to start. I bet mm-hmm. we get a bunch of uh, uh, subtle ghostery before the ghosts actually appear and say they're here. So I'll, I'll say 30 minutes in. Seems fair.
1: Okay, I'll go a little bit earlier and say 20 minutes.
0: Perfect. The bet is locked in. Roxy!
1: Mikey, they're so aggressive. Not like bad aggressive, we've just been, aggressive.
0: We've Mikey. been talking a lot of scary things, uh-huh. including Michael Myers mm-hmm evil uh-huh disliking a movie <laughs> dying tonight <laughs> let's wrap it up by talking about something that's making us happy what's making you happy these days
1: uh, So the thing that made me happy was i got a late christmas present from a friend that we have been oh. trying to meet up for literal months and it had <laughs> not happened because both of our schedules kept being insane and so finally finally He was like, okay, let's. I'm gonna take you to this really nice restaurant I like, and you can get whatever. They've got a really good burger here. Trust me. Mm. I was like, okay. So I tried a bunch of stuff I had never tried before. They had like these specific deviled eggs that, like, Mm -hmm. this is gonna be weird to say. I've never eaten a deviled egg before. (laughs) So I tried deviled (laughs) eggs. Yeah. They had these really good fries that, like, they obviously just made. It's basically. It wasn't super overpriced, but basically it would be more expensive than what I would be willing to pay for myself. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely kind of like artisanal things where they're mixing a bunch of flavors and like you look at that on paper and you're like, that doesn't sound like something I want to eat. But then you actually Mm. try it and it's really good. So it's one of those places Mm. where you can trust that they actually got like their flavor combinations right. And I haven't been to a place that does that in I don't know how long, but it was just... (laughs) it was great Tried to cocktail for the first time in a while to like an expensive cocktail not just like hey i got bottled margarita <laughs> at target <laughs> <laughs> and then we like went back did our nails and stuff uh so that was really fun got to like just hang out it was it was great Lovely. i had a great hangout time what about good. you mikey What what did you do this week that made you happy
0: I am finally finding my groove as a trivia host. Ooh. I used to host trivia before the pandemic, and mm-hmm. I started back up a couple months ago, and it felt rocky. But yeah, I'm hosting trivia and feeling good about it again. That's awesome. Big shouts to uh, Verdugo Bar in Eagle Rock, mm-hmm. uh, which I host Tuesdays at 7.30. Ew, and the familiar. video Vortex at the uh, Alamo Draft House in Los Angeles is Wednesdays at 8. I don't know if there's any Los Angeles listeners oh, of hell our yeah. podcast.
1: I didn't even but realize that's there's the an Alamo. place to come see me. Yeah, go see Mikey. I didn't even realize Alamo Draft House was in uh, LA now.
0: I didn't either, honestly. Uh it's they they opened before the pandemic. <laughs> I Whoa, guess. okay.
1: That's the fact that they and survived that. <laughs> Good for them.
0: I had heard that they were like building it for forever, but yeah, it was opened and it's there and it exists and I am there every Wednesday now. At 8 p.m. Host and trivia. It's very Wednesday. fun. Uh, so come see me if you're around. I don't know. I'm Go see Mikey.
1: Be like, hey, I-, I love you on Scary Basement. And Mikey will give you a high five because he'll know you're
0: cool. Unless you're a monster. In which case, I'll scream at you.
1: And give you a high five. While you're giving the high and five, you'll be a screaming. And be like, ah! <gasps> <laughs> Continue you <get> screaming. It. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're not excited about it.
0: Absolutely. Roxy, it's time now for Haunted Plugs. Where can people find you on the internet?
1: So I am on Twitter as Red Mage Roxy. I am also on Twitch as Red Mage Roxy.
0: I am on Twitter at SecretBlimp, And you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash I'm streaming Mondays and Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Also, make sure that you give us five stars. Five scary stars. On your favorite podcast app. Or maybe you'd leave a review. That would be nice. And finally, remember to share and scare this scary podcast with your friends. And as always, don't sign any contracts offered to you by Demon Robots.